Christmas and uh, happy Christmas, happy Easter and a whole lot to all our listeners. Uh, this is the Me Chronicle Sports Podcast Talk Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch and I'm joined in studio as usual. Well, we like to say as usual because uh, this is probably two weeks in a row now, Jimmy, the two of us are here. The one yeah. and only Mr. Jimmy Gagan. Thanks, Fergal. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on this week. Uh, certainly uh, a lot happening on and off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get straight into it. Uh, under a little bit of pressure here ourselves this morning to... Um, <coughs> just to try and get stuff done uh, as you said it was a very busy weekend and probably the biggest news of the weekend Jimmy broke on Saturday evening mm. uh, with the news that the ultra successful Mead Ladies senior football manager Eamon Murray has decided to call time on his uh, on his position as the senior football manager it was a shock news Jimmy when, when you heard it I know you rang me and says did you hear about Eamon Murray <laughs> yeah. uh, and, well. and I had heard about it at that stage but you were shocked by it well I was even though I'd heard rumblings that, uh, through the grapevine in recent weeks that he was maybe taken and there was a, obviously we had heard, we knew of changes in the management team and we wondered would he change would he stay on would he rebuild another management team because it's not that easy Fergal it's not that easy to as you know you've been involved yourself to find a, a coaching team behind behind him that he'd be happy with that would work with the players in the way he wanted so um, I was surprised then to hear that he had walked away because I know how much this means to him it means a huge uh, a lot it's you know it's the the team he's built up he talks about them as a family he's referred to that a couple of times in the recent years and I know that he meet they, they are many of them are friends of his the players I'm talking about you know so it's a huge wrench for him to walk away Fergal, but you you've got some insight. You you know you're involved in that, and you did that story on him as well. Yeah. Ah, look, I'd be I'd be there's there's no hiding behind it, or it's not a great secret. I'm friends with Eamon and uh, I know Eamon years, and I, I would have been a coach as part of uh, many of Eamon's management management teams down through the years. And I just know how passionate he is about Mead Ladies football, but his real passion is for the development of young players, the underage. Um, so he kind of took on this job as Mead senior manager um, with, mm. a, with a little bit of arm twisting that he had to yeah. be convinced to do it. And as I, as he said on a couple of occasions, the two hardest decisions he's ever had to make in terms of being a manager uh, or being involved in coaching, the first one was taking on this Mead ladies job and deciding to do that. And the second one was deciding to call a time there at the weekend. And it broke his heart now. And I spoke to him I've, spoke, I've spoken to him many times since the All-Ireland final. Um, I know with Paul Garrigan and Shane Wall leaving and, and deciding um, to move on to other things, and, and we might get on to that, actually. Uh, I'm not sure about Shane, but there's there's rumours that Paul Garrigan uh, could be getting involved with the Mead men, with Colm O'Rourke's men's senior football team. Uh, Paul, of course, is a highly regarded coach now and the head coach of that Mead ladies team that won so much. But when, when Paul made it clear, actually, at the beginning of the year, that he was going to be stepping away from the Mead ladies, that, that this was going to be his last year. So Eamon has been kind of thinking about it ever since then. And uh, it broke his heart it's ever since did. the All-Ireland final. His heart, he, he, he told me himself, he says, I haven't slept, I haven't had a full night's sleep, he says, mm. thinking about this and what am I going to do? And I wanted, he really, 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 on one hand, wanted to keep going with the job. I wanted to be the manager. He wanted, he still firmly believes in the players, even though you've lost Orla Lally, Vicky Wall, 
uh, Avian Leahy uh, suffered a knee injury in the All-Ireland final uh, news from the club championship during the week that Kelsey Nesbitt has suffered a, a bad knee injury or, or a bad leg injury for Simonstown so she looks like she's going to be out for a while Emma Troy is going travelling losing a lot of his coaches you know all the cards were stacked against them uh, Mead been successful but but Eamon is 100% convinced that yeah. Mead will win in All-Ireland again next year he firmly believes that the <clears throat> talent is there and the ability is there yeah well that, that's you just hit it I think on one of the key um, aspects of his success as a manager his belief in the players because when he sends out a team he t- firmly believes that they will win uh, every t- I'd say in, in any team he sends out he believes that and he created this environment um, with the me team where they, they, they where they're, they're allowed to, to develop their talents where they're allowed to uh, to prosper and it's, it's certainly a, a huge achievement and you know what he's done it's I wrote there a couple of weeks ago on a column it would be a fine example to the the, me, the men's team Colin Baroque and his management team to the 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 culture within the the team set up the atmosphere everything they, they always you know I've been at a few training you were at more than but I was at a few training sessions and there was always that sense of happiness and contentment there nobody was um, being well being bullied or anything like that there was none of that you know it was all the happiness and contentment and um, um, you know among the players yeah well it, it's his obvious strength and Eamon knows his strength and his strength as you said there already is creating an environment for the players to prosper and once he can create that a happy environment uh, where they can come in have a bit of fun and the more fun they have the more smile on their face the more they're willing to work hard and as Eamon has often said down through the years uh, as senior manager you can't make these girls work hard enough they want more they want to work more and that's because it's happy Eamon knows his strengths he knows his weaknesses Uh, in any of the years I was involved with him he let his coaches coach and he looked after the players Mm. and he also mentioned uh, he was on a brilliant interview with Jackie Hurley on RTE yesterday uh, Sunday as well and you know he said about creating a relationship with the parents and how important that is and he made a a brilliant point about if you have a happy parent you have a happy player Mm. so you know if, if players are going home and they're not happy with training or there's something going on in their life that they're, they'll talk to their parents and their parents will know then that they can come and talk to Eamon and Eamon just created a winning environment and it's people say oh well you know he doesn't coach he hasn't trained he doesn't do any of that it's no fluke that mm. this Eamon Murray has led eight me to eight All-Ireland Finals eight All-Ireland Finals at all levels at mm. all age groups he won an All-Ireland under 16 won an All-Ireland minor B got to another All-Ireland minor B final the following year he got to three All-Ireland intermediate finals he got to two All-Ireland senior finals winning both of them unbelievable propelling me from probably in the bottom five teams in the country to being probably one of the greatest football lady, any football team of yeah, all time it's, it's one of the greatest transformations it's, it's unbelievable. In, the, in the history of Gaelic football um, add in three national league ladies titles <laughs> football. add in three yeah. national league titles yeah. add in a provincial intermediate title as well this isn't a fluke you know good managers have been there before Paula Cunningham was there before Diana Hora is there before these are all recognised established outstanding coaches Lar Wall we've seen how brilliant of a manager and a coach Lar Wall is all these people have tried Jenny Rissman had a, had a shot at it only for a short while uh, unbelievable reputation as a coach and a, and a mead ladies legend 
didn't work for them. So, okay, you can say Eamon got lucky that he, he managed to get Paul Garrigan and Shane Wall and Mark those, Brennan. That's the point. He yeah, brought that. He, he, brought he, he built that backroom he team. Did. And, and, and one of the key men in all that was his own club man in Eugene Evers that transformed the fitness and the conditioning of that team and made them... Uh, capable of playing the style of football that Paul wanted them to play that that non-stop that hard work and effort defending numbers attacking numbers up and down the field it's Eugene Evers that brought that in but who brought Eugene in? Eamon mm. it all boils down to the work that Eamon Murray has put in and I'm not sure I, I don't know I don't know the ins and outs as I said Eamon is a good friend of mine but he, ha- he, he said to me he says I'm happy I'm walking away I've done what I've done and uh, everything is happy and I'm happy with it but I think the county board should have done everything in their power to keep Eamon Murray in place not let him go I think especially now where there's a transition in coaching you're losing a few players if ever there's a steady hand needed somebody familiar with the setup needed to this is going to be a year of transition still mm. capable of winning all Ireland but it's going to be a year of transition they needed that steady hand on, on the wheel but did, the, they, did they do everything we wonder we, well, we have to, I, you know, I don't know we, we don't have yeah, all the information you know, I, would, I, guess, I, would, I would like to think that after all he's achieved Eamon Murray could pick and choose when and where he leaves or when he leaves any any job as a mid senior manager he could mm. I'd like to think that uh, it was 100% his decision I'm sure it was but um, in terms of the future I don't know I, I assume Mark Brennan uh, was another new, uh, relatively new coach he came in in the last couple of years and has been hugely influential he might be interested in staying on but it'll be interesting to see who follows on from Eamon but they're huge boots to fill um, undoubtedly the players are still there for me to dominate for another Four, three, four years if they if yeah. the hunger is still there and the right person is in charge, but, but it's uh, going it's going to be such a challenge because you know we see with Manchester United the struggles they've had to f- to uh, fill the boots of uh, Alex Ferguson when he left. So uh, you know this is something similar. Yeah, and, um, and Meads struggled. You know, you talk. You know, we struggled in Meads to fill the boots of Sean Boylan. And, yeah, and uh, even at Mead Ladies level, you know, Brendan Dardis had a lot of success with the Mead Ladies and a lot of manager Martin. Connolly had had decent success with the Mead ladies as well but a lot of managers have come and gone and Mead have gone down but the players have always been there like you know your your Mary Kate Lynch's and your Katie News and Maura Shotnessy's and your Emma Duggan and Vicky Wads and players like that now for each and every one of those who are superstars now I could name Neve McNeilis, Christine O'Brien, Amory Dennehy, uh, Janet Quinn uh I could name 50 other Mead players for you that were equally if not more talented than some of the players that are mm. superstars for Mead now so Mead have had a conveyor belt of outstanding footballers down through the years even even more recent times when you think of Sean Bennett, Katie O'Brien Gerard Doherty they're obviously three St. Dalton's players unbelievable footballers but no that would walk onto this mid senior football team if you ask sure, me. Yeah, down the years, yeah, brilliant. But it's Eamon that managed to bring this group, outstandingly talented group of young players together and make them into the winning formula that, that they are. 
there have been outstandingly individually talented players before, but we haven't had the success that their talent obviously deserved. And I think when when the history of Mead Ladies Gaelic football is ever written, um, or if it is written, I think Eamon Murray is going to be up there on a pillar uh with the same level of recognition for his achievements as Sean Boylan, as with Mead, as Mick O'Dwyer has with Kerry. I know it might be hyperbole, but it's mm, well, it, it is on it, that it, level it, in in the in the state of things, in the scheme of things that we're talking about. In Mead well, Ladies football, he's definitely up there. Well, from where he where he brought this team, where when he took over the team, as we re, you referred to earlier on. It, you know, it is a tremendous story of success and it gives great encouragement to other coaches and, and shows what they can... I mean, other club coaches could do worse than sort of study that uh, template, see how... Uh, now, Eamon, of course, backroom teams are crucial in modern football. Every manager now, particularly these days. So the appointment of a backroom team is nearly as, as important as the... As the, yeah. the the, the the selection of a panel yeah well you know, I, you know it's it's absolutely and that's we hopefully Colin, Colin O'Rourke will, will get his uh, backroom team yeah well as, as we said right. so it takes a village you know to raise to, a kid to, to, yeah. to, to raise to raise a kid and it's it's a village of, of selectors and coaches and uh, female liaison officers and uh, county board officials and secretaries that have raised Mead football, ladies football. And that's going to have to happen with Colm O'Rourke and the men's team. But uh, look, at, we're, we're conscious of the time and, and we do want to move on. But before we go, I just want to put on record from both of us and probably from everybody involved in the local media I speak for the We Are Mead lads and, and uh, LMFM boys as well that Eamon and the girls have been so free given of their time and have been so honest and so open mm. uh, with us and just made everybody feel welcome they, they used us to bring the supporters into their camp and also that's another lesson a lot of other inter-county uh, mm. panels could probably do using the media to allow the supporters into their camp giving us giving the, their fans an insight into what it takes to be successful Eamon has worn his heart on his sleeve he said some silly things in the past but he's also entertained the country well with, he's a very affable chap yeah. a great lad a great man a affable personable man to talk to and you described uh, we were just talking earlier on off, uh, before we came into the, our studio here yeah. with <laughs> Um, how uh, you know Eamon would be joking in training sessions Eamon would be joking and laughing with the players and so on you know yeah. as uh, so that was that was part of what he brought to the table yeah. now I, you know I wish him well I wonder will he take over another uh, county I, well you know. as I said at the start he, he has this love uh, of developing players and, and mm. making sure that players stick you know young talented players stick at the game and he always wants to encourage them to go on he said it on the, on, with Jack he hurled yesterday he says that uh, he, the reason why he never wanted the senior job was because he always felt that senior wouldn't be as much fun that he loved the fun of underage football so I can see so him go back to that I can see him looking to go back to a mid minor job or uh, under mm. 16s or under 14s as he said himself the junior manager he met the, the boards made his own club junior manager at mass yesterday morning and he says Jamie I'm not around for the next round of the junior championship will you mind stepping in of course I'll step in he says right. so he's yeah. going to help out the club at junior yeah. level his daughter, so he's, got, he's got a job already <laughs> yeah one of his daughters made yeah. is over the under 10s and he helps out with the under 10s in boards mail he helps mm. out with the under 12s the under 16s mm. Eamon just loves it yeah, and yeah. Uh, 
I think Mead Football loves Eamon Murray and I think we'll just end with that look thanks very much for the memories Eamon and uh, it's been a hell of a journey and one that I'm involved in in ladies football and it's a journey that I'll never forget and I think everybody everybody that has any interest in sport in the country will never forget he raised the morale of the people in this county undoubtedly and uh, we wish him very well in the future undoubtedly Jimmy we had had a hell of a weekend in the uh, senior hurling championship yes uh, indeed uh, some crunch games yeah we thought it was, we thought it was all going to be relatively straightforward with uh, with games at the weekend when we were doing our predictions and that for the for the hurling championship but it turned out to be quite dramatic and um just to, to run down through the results in Group A at the weekend so Trim and Kiltail both were already qualified for the semi-final and that was an absolute thriller we thought oh, there's nothing riding on this game but it turned out to be a, a cracking game high intensity brilliant scores Kiltail finished with a flourish and uh, managed to win the game 219 to Trim's 121 and Kiltail will now go on to directly to top the group straight into a semi-final Trim also in the semi-final but the other games were where all the drama was Kildalki 123 Rato 214 and Nafina 215 St Peter's Dunboyne 118 uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the story of the of the weekend, Fergal. Well, yeah, well, it was that's Group Kilmessen uh, in Group B. But I mean, in Group A, of course, the, the, there was a tremendous excitement. Yeah. Um, well, going. I, I was in Nafina. Uh, you know, at, at that game, and Nafina were 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 just calculating at the end of the, the calculators yeah, so ju- were out at the end of that game. So just to give some context, going into those last round of games, Trim and Kiltail were already true. Kildalki were essentially true as well with yeah. their with the massive scoring difference. But it was between Ratote and Nafina for, for that, the, for that spot. fourth spot. And for long periods it looked as if Dunboyne were going to undo Nafina. Dunboyne, who are uh, relegation candidates uh, to, to go down to Group B, looked as if they were going to really scupper Nafina's chances and they were seven points up at half-time yeah, and, well, and, and looked really strong. But Nafina, in the first half. In the first half. But then Nafina came storming back and with a couple of minutes to go, Nafina were a point up and they were the side... They needed to win. They needed Kildalki to beat Ratote. That was happening over in Navan. Um, but Nafina were doing their job. They were a point up. Next thing, Dunboyne got a draw. Got a point and draw the game. Kildalki yeah. ended up beating um, Ratote by six points. And as it transpired, Ratote got two late points in that game. If Reading your report, if I remember rightly, Ratote got two late points. They were eight down, reduced the deficit to six. Those two late points turned out to be enough to ensure Ratote pipped Nafina into the uh, quarterfinals on scoring difference. Yeah, it just shows you the, the, the sort of the difference, the, the thin line between the, that margin of success and disappointment. Yes, uh, certainly a good scoring difference. Just as you say, Nafina, the calculators were out, as I said, after in trim after that match. And just, <laughs> I think for a while, Nafina thought they might have done enough. But um, yeah. Kildalki, but you have to, you know, Fina, Nafina again miss out. There's draw specialists. Yeah, three, three draws, draws from the five games. Yeah, remarkable. Um, two, two of those games, I think, at least they could have won. Obviously, yesterday they could have won uh, other games as well. Against Ratote, Ratote yeah, yeah. were well ahead. Like drawn with Ratote and Trim. 
Yes. That's not a bad season if Absolutely. you look back. But and, that's, you... and then miss out on it. And, but Mick, Mike Hall has done a great job there over the last couple of years. Yeah. And yeah. he's getting the best out of a group of players. And that, again, we refer to that to Eamon Murray, you know, the, the, I think Mike is managing. He was actually interesting to watch him on the sideline yesterday, early on in the game. He was doing a lot of shouting to, at the team, you know, do this and, as managers do. Yeah. And then he just went silent. <laughs> So um, you wonder what kind of effect it has on the, on the team. But maybe it sort of it compelled them to dig deep into, within themselves to, and, and it certainly worked out like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in Group B then, of course, only two teams qualified from Group B and it was all to play for um, going, into the, going into the last group of games. As it turns out, it's Killine and Kilmessen who go through uh, Killine with seven points, Kilmessen with six. But you also have Black Hall Gales who finished on six points and Clonagale yeah. who finished on six points. And the ultimate heartbreak for Boards Mill who were relegated right. down to the intermediate and, football. And only won the intermediate earlier this year, wasn't yeah, it? Uh, 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 late, late last uh, year, yeah. Um, yeah so late last year, six October, months ago, yeah. six months ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so... But it's... Um, it was it was dramatic, Jimmy. So Kildall, we we again, as you mentioned earlier on, we had written off Kilmessen. We were we were saying that it was between Blackhall Gales, Killine, and Clannagale for the two spots to go through. We had pretty much written off Kilmessen because their scoring difference yes. was such that well they had to win by seventeen points. And we 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 worked out. Is that what it was? Something like that. And they won by thirty three. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, that's what I was saying. I was saying that that's the story of the weekend. Yeah, the way they came back from being it's like a like a horse race in, uh, race in, in the derby you know well behind coming up to the finishing post and yet put in the late surge so they, they you know it was a brilliant uh, performance well, I com- think commanding uh, by the scoreline uh, Boards Mill they've, they've lost I, I think nine players Have they, from right, the time yeah. since, the, since that team that won the uh, intermediate. intermediate now it could be wrong well it's nine it's, it's around nine players it's a players. high figures anyway it's a yeah. high number of players yeah, you and, can't sustain that and a small rural club you know and it's, it's unfortunate for them Especially as Longwood had looked certain certainties for the drop. You were at that game, yeah, Fergus. And, and do you know what? <laughs> there was a disputed score in that game that has ended up having massive ramifications on uh, the close on the, the finish and final standings in that game. But now you can say it was a crucial score. It was four minutes into the second half, so Blackhall would have had plenty of time to recover from it. They, they probably can't look at that one score. So. Longwood had trailed throughout the game, but there was only a point in it at half time. They got level immediately after the break. Uh, and then Mickey Burke struck a shot from the right hand side. Uh, I was directly behind it right. from the shot, and it looked to have gone a foot wide. Uh, the umpire on the side that it looked to have gone wide on was unsure. He kind of half went for the flag. Mm. Mickey put up a cheer. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. He put up a cheer and kind of the umpire looked over at the other umpire and the other umpire who was on the wrong side, he nodded the head and said, yeah, give it. Can't blame the referee at all. Stephen Masson was in the middle of the field looking down. He wouldn't have been able to tell. He was 100% reliant on his umpires. Mm. And they gave the point. So Longwood won the game by a point. Uh, now, as I said, there was plenty of time between that 35th minute and uh, 66th or 67th minute when the game finally ended. There was plenty of time for boards or for Blackhall Gales if they wanted to pull away. And they did pull away again after it, but they couldn't hold on to their lead. But that one point difference 
uh, meant that Longwood won the game by a point. Mm. They picked up the two points. Had the game finished level, Longwood would have been relegated from intermediate or to intermediate mm. from the senior hurling. Longwood would yeah, have been yeah. relegated, and Blackhall Gales would have been true to the quarterfinals of the senior hurling. Yeah. So that one error, in my my opinion, I have to say it's my opinion. <laughs> The umpire will say no, it went over. But from I was directly behind Mickey Burke as he struck the ball, and it did look to be. Well, we we see it every maybe not every week, but very pretty frequently, even in yeah. football. You know how um, disputed decisions, decisions, yeah, decisions disputed calls, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but that, you know, and Hawkeye, even you know how yeah. many times the Crow Park but sure got that? it wrong in, in the All Ireland uh, semi final between yeah. Armagh and Galway this year, mm. and wasn't Armagh and Galway yet? But uh, yeah, it. Um, it, 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 but that one score has such massive ramifications. It means Longwood. It meant Longwood survive in senior after an abysmal start. Mm. Uh, they got their one win. They got their win. Again. They had a draw the last day out against Killine, which is a remarkable draw, mm. and obviously fed their confidence going into the game. And they were excellent. I would have to say Longwood were probably the better team against Blackhall Gales mm, uh, in yeah. the finish. They deserved it. They just looked hungrier. They were more tight. The same against Kaline, yeah. They battled for every ball. They worked I, 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 their and arses off. club, the way they do that. Oh, it's unreal. Time and again, you know, stave off relegation and emotion yeah. by, by last-minute ditch uh, 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 battles. Uh, you know, the spirit within that club is tremendous because they're drawing on the same group of players for senior hurling and um, intermediate for, yeah, uh, intermediate for, football. Uh, football. Yeah, yeah. So they're drawn in the same group of players. Yeah, but uh, they, they worked their asses off on Tenley and if they'd shown that earlier in the year, they lost the board's middle in the, in the opening round out in Killine and they just looked totally abject. They just, they looked as if they were a team really struggling, but they really worked their asses off in that game uh, on Saturday evening in Kiltail. Um, and, okay they got a little bit of luck with that point but you know you win nothing without luck and sometimes you make your own luck they took their shots and they took their opportunities and you don't chance your arm you don't break it and they certainly broke it because they chanced their arm hard, you know, hard and mm-hmm. often and uh, they stayed up much to the disappointment I'm sure of Boards Mail but Boards Mail if they have lost that huge amount of players probably do need to get back down to intermediate regroup again they've got good young players mm. coming through and uh, they'll come again I'm sure absolutely yeah well the, 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 a great tradition there in Boards Mail hurling so uh, yeah they'll be back of course so that leaves <laughs> it um, next weekend that leaves it in a very or sorry in two weeks time we will have the quarterfinals where we will have Retote against Killine in one quarter final and Kildalki against Kilmessen in the other quarter final so dates times and venues to be confirmed but it's uh, not this weekend the following weekend and the semi-final parents then with, with Kiltail and Trim both through to the semi-finals uh, Kiltail will play the winners of Retote against Kiline and Trim will play the winners of Kildalki v Kilmessen so you've got a really interesting semi-finals coming mm. up the champions are still there Kildalki they, they've wobbled and uh, on that wavered, type yes. and they, they've wobbled and wavered and let fingertips they held on to that Jubilee Cup yeah. by and uh, they're still have a still have a grip on it and yeah but they're going to have a tough uh, but I wonder about the quarterfinals uh, sometimes the might teams might be better go, going into a quarterfinal yeah. rather than going straight into a semi-final because Kildalki will be, will be 
tested to their limit with Kilmessen, but it will sharpen them up. It's, it's Kaline as well. Kaline against Rototh. Kaline had a very unusual campaign in that they started off like a, a steam train and full tilt, and then they, they, they drew with Longwood and lost to Blackhall. And you know, looked like they might go out, but they were brilliant on yeah, Friday on, on um, in Kildare on, on, on Saturday. Dale Hall have another game now in two weeks' time, whereas Trim and Kiltail have to sit now for a month. Yes, so you'd before wonder. a semi final, you know, and then so it'll be interesting. Trim and well, both teams have got uh, footballers, of course, you know, and um, they'll be playing next weekend, Fergal. Well, yeah, football is football. beginning to. Yeah, we'll just finish up, we finish up on the hurling before we move on to the football. We'll give a rundown on the results in the intermediate. Um, Ratmaline needed a win against Kildalki to, to book their place in the semi finals or in the knockout stages, and the way other results worked out uh, they managed oh, for, to achieve yes. that so Ratmaline 114 Kildalki 27 Wolf Tones 119 Navin Matinee's 113 and Drumree 216 Dunderry 19 points so uh, Drumree top group A and they go straight into a semi-final along with Ratmaline who finished second and it's Kildalki and Dunderry who go through to the semi-final or to the quarter-finals we have uh, full reports on the Ratmaline Kildalki and the Dunderry Drumree game in this week's Me Chronicle so if you're looking for more information on those games they're in the paper that will be out yeah. on Tuesday evening yeah, our, our friend Martin O'Halloran will be delighted with the progress of Ratmaline yeah yeah Ratmaline he, he was worried about that match he thought Kildalki might yeah, well, you would uh, be Kildalki are strong. There's three strong teams mm-hmm. there. But in Group B, then, um, it was pretty much a shootout. Only two teams, of course, coming out of Group B. It ended up being near enough a shootout between Trim and Kilskir Moila for to finish behind Gail Colin Kill. Gail Colin Kill um, beat Dunhamur Ashburn 118 to 18. They topped the group. Um, and then Kilskir Moila beat Trim 5-18 to 2-11. Trim lost a few players, I know, up to the senior team uh, the previous round, so they were probably a little bit weaker than they had been earlier in the championship. And the other game was Kilmessen 2-14, Rateau 2-12. So it's Kilskir, Moyle in second, and Gail Collinkill topped the group uh, to get through to the quarterfinals at the expense of Kilmessen and Trim. Uh, it's Rateau to have no wins from their five, so they'll be relegated down to junior football for next year so just to give uh, the the fixtures then you've got Dunderry against Gail Colin Kill in one quarter final and Kildalki v Kilskir Moyla in the other quarter final which sets up the semi-finals then as Drumree will play the winners of Dunderry and Kells Gail Colin Kill and Ratmaline will play the winners of Kildalki v Kilskir Moyla so it's uh, Drumree and Ratmaline in the semi-finals but it's plenty of action to come in that as well and uh, we'll just have a quick look through the uh, junior hurling which is played in one group uh, and it is oh so the fixtures are gone already from the from the website they don't be long in getting rid of them sure they don't on the Mead County Board website but uh, the hurling uh, is is Coming to a boil nicely, Jimmy. We're down to the last six in, in the two main competitions. So yeah. it's been good hurling, hasn't it? It's been good, good uh, campaign. Now, we, we, we want to look sometimes at how the structure of the hurling in two groups, say in senior hurling, for example, uh, and intermediate, uh, two groups of six. You wonder maybe you'd be better off with three groups of four or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, because uh, we haven't had too many 
Now, okay, can mess and hammer boards made, but we haven't had too many uh, hammerings yeah. uh, and, and one-sided affairs. You're always going to get that. Look at uh, Liverpool and Bournemouth, and Bournemouth at the weekend. Yeah, for yeah. Nine Celtic, Celtic and Dundee United. Yeah, yeah. yeah poor uh, Jamie McGrath. Yeah. It wasn't a great weekend for Irish uh, local lads. So Mark Travers. Mark yeah. Travers from Minute yeah. uh, shipping nine goals and Jamie McGrath came on I think after yeah. 55 or 56 minutes for Dundee yeah. United and they shipped nine goals. Oh, so, yeah, but uh, we seven nil at that. Yeah. We diverse. Uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, as you mentioned, that's the hurling takes a break now for a couple of weeks, and it's over to the last round of the club football championship. Um, it's all pretty much clear cut, apart from final uh, group positionings in three of the four groups. In Group B, uh, it's a straight shootout between Trim and Manalvi to see who topped that group, but both are through to the quarterfinals. And it's a straight shootout between Navanmahanis and Coraha to see who'll finish bottom of that group, but both will be involved in the relegation playoffs. So Trim and Omanis or Trim and, and Manalvi. Um, have both had it relatively handy enough uh, to advance to the quarterfinals. So this will be a good test for both those sides. Both, of course, would have had players involved with Trim and Kiltail uh, in their hurling match at the weekend in Boards Mill. So it'll be interesting to see how both managements approach that game. But it'll be one well, they'll both be keen on, on maintaining their win and run. I was talking about the uh, just a minute ago about the, the, the maybe the value of a four-team group like Champions League and so on. But I mean... <laughs> Uh, in this game, in this group, like okay, you know, does it? There is a distinctive lack of competitiveness there, isn't there? In the sense that there is the, that you know, Trim, Trim the, and Manalvi both t- hammered. Um, O'Mahony's and Curaha, although Manalvi and O'Mahony's was a lot closer maybe than the score I might suggest in the previous round. Yeah, O'Mahony's so. played well and I think they're a team on the way back. Yeah, well if if they can stabilise and, and survive in senior, uh, mm. it would be a great achievement for it Darren would, Fay and, and year, David Beatty yeah. and Mark Ward and David Bray who are over O'Mahony's but that could be their aim, get a win against Curaha mm. uh, this weekend and uh, It's a big game for up. them. Well, it, it, it Either way, they're into the relegation, but it would be a great confidence booster mm. going into that relegation. For Trim and Manalvi, um, again, both sides will want to maintain their win and run. Trim of a remarkable record since the start of last year. I think I'm not 100% sure, but they've lost two games. I think they've played 34 games and won 32, which is a remarkable record. The only two losses were that All-Ireland Intermediate Club final and the week after that where they lost to Retholt in the Fesh Cup there are only two defeats they've won every other game it's a remarkable run yes, and Kevin Riley will be keen to keep that run going uh, against Manalvi and when you look at the results uh, Trim's results against Curaha and Omahni's and compare them to Manalvi's results against Curaha and Omahni's you would have to favour Trim maybe uh, as slight favourites to uh, to win that game that's not been biased at all uh, to top that group uh, so yeah as you said it's fairly straightforward Trim and Manalvi through O'Mahony's and Curahan the relegation picture in Group C uh, it's a similar situation Retote and Gail Colin Kill are both through to the quarterfinals Dunhamore remarkably Dunhamore Ashburn and Simonstown are in the uh, in the relegation playoffs yeah, Dunhamore Ashburn the semi-finalist last year yeah and it's the yeah. same it's the same scenario as Group B Retote and Gail Colin Kill will play each other to see who tops the table and uh, Dunhamore Ashburn will play Simonstown to see who can pick up a win yeah. going into those relegation playoffs Again, and, you know not a great deal of competitiveness there in the sense of yeah, what's it, at stake 
But okay. in these final round of games, Retoke Gale, Colin Kill, for me, they're the two favourites to win the senior championship. Yeah. Uh, I would probably have Retoke as slight favourites in Gale, Colin Kill. What about Trim Fraggle? Uh, Trim are only up from intermediate, Jimmy. <laughs> they've uh, they've uh, Ara Yera. Ara yeah, Yera, yeah, yeah. Asher, come like on, that. sure, what chance we got. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, look at Trimmer. As I said, they're on a great run. Um, they're young, strong players. They're, they're played really good football um, but these teams like Retoat and Gail Colin Kill and Wolf Tones are seasoned senior sides that have been there and done that at this level for years so they would have to be considered favourites and that's Retoat might just edge out Gail Colin Kill in this game but both sides on Friday night at 7.30 uh, but both sides are already true that game is in screen and Dunmore Ashburn and Simonstown hard to know who'll pick up the morale boost and win in that one but uh, something needs to change for both those teams although they're unlikely to find themselves relegated Group D is at much the end the same, of the year Group D is much the same um, Two with teams Summerhill and Nafina both through to the quarterfinal Dunboyne and Balnabracki uh, bottom of the table and the, again the top two and the bo- play each other and the bottom two play each other I think Summerhill are looking good they look sharp and uh, Nafina are, are really an improving side great focal point in their attack and Shane Walsh has been outstanding uh, Summerhill just have a spread of, of ability throughout the field from 1 to 15 or 1 to 18 or 20 they can call on a strong bench as well um, Summerhill are another of those seasoned uh, senior sides that would be up there along with Retoke, Gail Conkill, Wolf Tones and Summerhill they're the four teams mm-hmm. yeah uh, I agree with you there yeah and, and if I was to pick a dark uh, that isn't red rum I would say it would be Nafina would have a, a good shot at this so both these teams uh, will be eager to get a win in Partholchen on Sunday and St Peter's combined against Balnebracchi or how the mighty have fallen St Peter's were in the senior final last year they're in relegation trouble now mm. uh, they'll need a win they're looking for that morale booster they, sh- they should pick up a win against Balnebracchi um, although Balnebracchi are a determined side and, and passion is their is their main drive they have no, sh- no, yeah. no shortage of outstanding footballers either when you look at the likes of Danny Quinn and Damien Carroll and David Carroll Nicky Judge uh, Barry Thompson's there young young Ennis Kieran Ennis or Connor Ennis at corner back is one of the most outstanding young footballers in the Richie, county Richie Coffey Sean yeah, Coffey two good know, players as well great players there in Balnebracchi and uh, I reckon they'll be safe in senior as well but um, well, what happened? we asked the question last week as well what, what's going on in Dunboyne that uh, they've uh, collapsed in this spectacular fashion uh, the same in the Hurling like they're well they're demoted shall we say we, yeah. won't, we won't say relegated but they're demoted down to group B but um, yeah look the they got off to a bad know. start and, and losing to Summerhill and I suppose you're on the back foot straight away and then they win a tight or they lose a tight game against Nafina and that's it they're, you know it, it was tough on them and uh, that they're in the predicament they're in now so Confidence they, they have it. to show a bit of balls now and stand up and, and survive this relegation playoff and get back to the levels they were at last year which saw them get mm. to a county final but Jimmy all the drama in the senior championship is going to be in group A um, the permutations for it are uh, mind boggling really mm. anything can happen but I suppose it's the, simp- Wolf Tones are the, the simple good. fact of the matter is Wolf Tones play Essentialstown if they win 
they're true. Screenplay saying Colin kills. If they win, they're true. It's as simple as that. Mm. But it's not as simple as that at the same time because all four teams can still get through to the quarterfinals. Um, and all four teams can end up in a relegation playoff. Now, it would take an unbelievable uh, collection of results, bizarre results for Wolf Tones to get dragged into it. But it's remarkable that St. Colm Kills, who have two losses from their two games, can still get through to a quarterfinal. If St. Colm Kills beats Green... They that would, leaves them with two points. They would join them on two points. Uh, if Wolf Tones beat Centralstown, Wolf Tones would be through with six points. So that would leave Screen, Centralstown and St. Colin Kills all on two points. Then scoring difference comes into it. So as it stands, Screen have a scoring difference of plus one. Centralstown have a level scoring difference, 32 points for, 32 points against. And St. Colin Kills have a scoring difference of minus 12. So if St. Colin Kills were to beat Screen by seven points... That would bring their scoring difference to minus five and would put screen at minus six. And Centralstown, obviously, if they were to lose to, to Wolf Tones, would go into a... They would need to lose by more than five points. Then there's a way for Centralstown back in. Here is Mud, eh? Well, uh, could you go over that again? <laughs> no, to... no, my head hurts. Yeah. My head hurts yeah, just yeah. thinking about it. Look, at, I think the scenario is very simple. Uh, screen beat Wolf Tones, or screen beat St. Colin Kills they're true Wolf Tones beat Sanchestown they're true I think Wolf Tones against Sanchestown is probably uh, a slightly easier one to call Sanchestown had a great result against St. Colin Kills in the opening round uh, but they struggled against Screen only managing five scores two albeit two of them goals but you would imagine Wolf Tones will beat Sanchestown so that leaves it as a straight shootout uh, between Sanchestown or St. Colin Kills and Screen um St. Colin Kills looked excellent in the first 10-15 minutes against Wolf Tones but Screen bounced back really well from their opening round loss to Wolf Tones to score one thirteen against Centrestown so that will be the big game of the weekend I think Jimmy St. Colin Kills v Screen in Stamullen on Sunday uh, Kieran Alwell is the referee that is the big game I uh, promised to be a good one I, th- I think Screen might just have enough um, to win the game and if they do win it, um, or, or you know, if they do win it, they 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 obviously go through. They can even afford to lose it so long as they don't lose by more than whatever Sanchezstown lose to. If they are to lose to Wolf Tones, look, I'm tying myself up in knots here, mm. but uh, essentially, it's it looks as if Wolf Tones are going to get through, and then it's between Screen and Saint Colin. Wolf Kills. Tones didn't get through. Yeah, they seem it, to be getting better uh, as, yeah. as the championship goes on and they're a formidable force indeed they were brilliant in the second half against St. Colin Kills I think you were saying and it wasn't that much you were but uh, yeah so Tones certainly looking good uh, they're getting better and as we say one of the top four for, um, for t- to win the, the, the Keegan Cup uh, you know that uh, Michal McDermott has them really playing a certain style of football that they're very familiar with Passing the ball around, they defend in depth, they attack. Uh, it's 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 every team tries to play the same way, but some teams just do it better than others. Yeah, yeah, honest and, to God. And Tones are one of those. Uh, so the yeah, Central Town. So fascinating. All right, with the screen and send and send column kills. Uh, that, 
I think Screen are a young side. They're beginning to sh- show potential, and I would go for that that one as well. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're we're on the same hymn book in this particular case. Yeah, which is uh, which is unusual, so, Jimmy. Yeah, but it certainly <laughs> is. <laughs> um, Jimmy, I just have a, a quick rundown. I'm, I'm trying to uh, to ladies football. I know the the uh, the senior championship was on uh, at the weekend there. Um, not sure if they managed to get their the results in, but um, yeah. just before we move on to the results from the the ladies championships that were on, our our two exports are uh, Vicky Wall and Orla Lally both made their AFLW. Uh, debuts at the weekend Vicky had a, a, an excellent game with North Melbourne um, I think she had five marks and, and eight disposals which it's funny you know what they categorise or what they, they use to register how well a player plays so eight disposals is offloads passes and and that was viewed and and eight marks as well she did leave a couple of shots short um, which were points that her coach pointed out that she would need to improve on but they had a huge win North Melbourne and uh, it was a great result for Vicky to get up and running yeah Orla was on a was one of the interchange players and featured featured for uh, Fremantle Dockers, uh, but they were beaten by Brisbane Lions. Orlo Dwyer outstanding for Brisbane Lions, so uh, not a great start for for Orla Lally's team. Even though Orla said, "I haven't got to see the highlights yet of Orla's game," but uh, by all accounts, she she made a, a good yeah. a, good a showing for herself, and uh, yeah. is definitely one that is going to improve as the weeks go on. You know, you have to remember. Orl and Vicky are only out there three weeks. Surely, uh, it, yeah, and already I think that Mel, North Melbourne game was that at the uh, the the famous ground there. The uh, uh, I think MCC. it was in the MCG. I think it was in the in the Melbourne Cricket Grounds. I think it was. Uh, and I, I think, think it was too. Yeah, I think Orla's game could have been in the Gabba as well. So they're play, they're played before big games in game, the AFL, big the, the, big, the big playoff and, game. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I was reading uh, Vicky's diary there in the, in the Irish Independent. You know the, how uh, she was travelling over, and um, you know she 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 was had this bag of cards and from well wishers and so on her colleagues and so she meant to read them on the plane but she found it just too raw yeah. she couldn't bring herself to uh, re, you know that, that's the and in the another indication I know we referred to it earlier on of the 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 team spirit that was a part of that group the yeah, yeah, well, togetherness the, that sense of being a part of a family and it's so important in yeah. any group trying to achieve something yeah, in sport yeah. or in any other business look it's it's a it's good to be able to have an interest in the AFLW and we wish Vicky and Orla the best of luck as the season continues for them um, so just running down through the, the club championship results in the ladies uh, group one boards mill against Navin Manny's boards mill I, I actually went out to that game when we talk about Eamon uh, was at this game and I know it's his own club boards mill but he was scouting players as well and uh, you know even on Wednesday night he was still him and Han about his decision and, mm. and he was still out scouting players but that game uh, O'Mahony's were 12 points to 7 up with about 10 or 12 minutes to go and uh, a bad injury for Boards Mills Carly Levy um, just uh, delayed the game and an ambulance had to be called and, and light just went against him so that game had to be abandoned and I believe it's going to be played uh, this Thursday night I think um, in Paddy O'Brien Park at 8 o'clock it's going to be replayed at Boards Mill against Navin and Adney's. Uh, in the other games then in Group A 
uh, champions Dunboyne beat uh, former winners Oldcastle 115 to 19 um, so that's two wins from two for Dunboyne who had beaten Boards Mill so they're through uh, to the, the knockout stages I think it's semi-finals I think the top two went to semi-finals uh, and in group B Dunhamore Ashburn 4-13 Sanchestown 2-12 and uh, Dunshock and Royal Gales 1-8 Simonstown 2-4 so that was a tight game of course Simonstown uh, bad injury for Kelsey Nesbitt in that game hopefully she will be, wish uh, well, make, yeah. make a quick recovery in the intermediate championship it was D Rangers 15 points screen 1-9 and Nafina 2-16 Summerhill 8 points and in Group 2 of the Intermediate Championship, Clannagale won 7, uh, St. Colin Kills 11 points. So a 1-point win for St. Colin Kills. And also a 1-point win for St. Michael's over Retote. It's St. Michael's won 10, Retote won 9. Uh, in the Junior A... Um, didn't have the score line here for some of these but St. Ultons beat Moyla uh, Walterstown beat uh, Delete Bellystown quite comfortably I believe it was a, a depleted Delete Bellystown side and, and Walterstown mm, took full advantage goals, there yeah, to, to score an easy win we don't have a result uh, or they didn't have a result for Dunsany I think Dunshock and Royal Gales might have beaten Dunsany um, in that one and Manalvi won 12 St. Pat's won 9 so uh, I said some results were, were late enough in coming through um, in a busy weekend on the, for the Mead ladies and now Camogie takes centre stage during the week this week in the on the Mead ladies uh, sporting front Camogie will take centre stage and then it's back to the third round of group games in the ladies championship but Jimmy as we said it was a busy weekend uh, we have a busy paper again this weekend we look back there was a presentation of the uh, the film reels from Mead's trip to Australia in 1968 was a presentation of those reels to some of the players or from some of the players to the Mead County Board in Jack Quinn's last mm-hmm. week we have a report on that yeah. great you, night you and, that and a few photos no Jimmy but I believe you were on it uh, <laughs> So we've a, we've a report on that. We we've uh, a report from an, another interview with the new Mead hurling manager. A great yeah, insight he, he from made Saoirse Bolfin. Made a presentation to clubs there. Made yeah, a presentation uh, to clubs last week, and we have photos from that presentation. I spoke to him. I, I wasn't at, but at the meeting, but I spoke to him. There, yeah, yeah, he has some great plans for the future. So that's a really interesting one. Of course, we have the interview with Eamon Murray on his decision to call time with the Mead uh, senior ladies footballers uh, we also a success for retote driver Keen Carey uh, in Kirkustown in motorsport at the weekend uh, we have a look at Evan Ferguson scored from Bettystown scored his first goal for Brighton, Brighton. in the EFL Cup during Doing the week well over there, yeah. um, so we have a jam-packed paper again this week and I uh, really hope that everybody gets out uh, buy a paper is the hashtag that we like to use uh, gets out buys the Me Chronicle um, we hope you will find something in it and we hope to see you out and about at games over the weekend don't be afraid to say hello to Jimmy um, I'm still uh, disgusted 
with Harry Styles being announced as the headline act at Slane. Um, you know, you not my get, cup of tea. You have to get over these things. Yeah, yeah, not my cup of tea, Jimmy. Uh, did they probably said the same when when uh, Tin Lizzy was. Tin Lizzy were. Money messing, money messing. But uh, yeah, it's. I uh, a while uh, it's a bonus. It's it's led to a topic of debate in the office already this morning. Harry Styles playing Slane, but look at we're we're blessed in this county to have so much to look forward to on sport and front of course horse racing as well massive thing uh, we've laid down races next week um, you had uh, coast to the Curra cycle last weekend we'd Bellystown races last week with just so much for the readers in this week's Meat Chronicle and we could talk on a podcast for hours upon hours um, about everything that goes on in sport and mead but uh, we'll leave it at uh, almost 52 minutes and hopefully you enjoyed this week's edition of the Meat Chronicle Sports Podcast Talk a Good Game Say hi.